0: This is Marty Agather from trustedchoice.com, an agency nation, and today I'm joined by Madeline Flanagan from the IIABA, that's the Independent Insurance Agents and Brokers of America, also known as the Big I. Madeline is the Vice President of Agent Development and Research and Education, and that's a ton of stuff. Um, Madeline, tell us a little bit about what that title translates into, a day-to-day activity. I'd be glad to, Marty. So what I do is I head up all the research the association does um,
1: around agent, I head up our young agents program, the agent technology, our diversity program, and invest, which is our high school to work program. And on a day to day basis, I really just handle inquiries from our members looking for ways that they can be better agencies.
0: All right. Well, you know what? You, you you brought up a couple of things that are near and dear to my heart. So I've been involved in uh, Agents Council for Technology for, for forever, and that's that's a huge benefit to the membership. Um, but but the other two that I, I think sometimes uh, get get sort of um, may just don't receive the rec- the recognition is invest and uh, and and um, diversity. So why don't you get, just talk just a touch of that before we get to the guts of our topic.
1: Absolutely. Our INVEST program is, of course, our high school to work program, now also, also a community college to work program. And what we are, we partner with high schools to provide financial literacy education around the country. We're in approximately 900 high schools in the United States, over 90 community colleges. And we're helping just these students understand how insurance can be a great career opportunity. You don't need to have a four-year degree. You can take training. It's, it's, a, it's a career that's going to allow you to serve your community. So it's near and dear to my heart as well, Marty, because it's something that I really think as, as our agency forces aging, we need to get more young people into the business, and we're just trying to get the word out there that this is a great business to be in. The other thing is our diversity program. We actually partner with 13 insurance companies on that program, and what we're trying to do is two things. We're trying to help our agencies see the size of the prize by working with a more diverse marketplace, as well as to help them. Hire a more diverse workforce, and we're making a lot of head, headway into that. In fact, for the third year in a row, we've been named one of the top 25 diversity councils in the U.S., competing with groups like American Airlines and FedEx. So we're doing a lot. We're getting a lot of feedback from the industry about the work that we're doing to to bring a more diverse workforce to the independent agency
0: system. Wow, that that uh, that news on that award is uh, that's brand new to me. I was not. This is not. I'm not making this up for the podcast. I had not heard that before. That's fabulous. That is absolutely great. Yeah, good work. Um, the the one thing I was going to say on the invest program is even I think the beauty of one of the beauties of that program is even if um, some of these students don't end up uh, thinking of insurance as an opportunity for a career, it gives them a, a, a sort of a level set in sort of what insurance is, how it helps day to day, and some of the things that it takes to become a better insurance consumer, which ultimately benefits us all in the long run. Absolutely. You're right. Even any business
1: they might go into in the future, they're going to need insurance. And if they don't, <laughs> yeah, they're going to be in trouble. So absolutely. Yes, right. It does make More informed insurance consumer, absolutely.
0: Yeah. All right. So, so you and I are together today to uh, talk about Um, some research that you folks just recently released. It was a project that you did uh, in conjunction with uh, Bobby Regan, Regan and Associates. Um, It's a project that's been going on for some time called Best Practices. Give us a little background on that, if you will.
1: Well, so we actually started working with Regan in 1993 uh, to sort of find out some benchmarks, meaningful performance benchmarks and business strategies that could help all agencies be like the best operating agencies in the U.S. and to help them re- maintain and retain their value. So what we did was we, we undertook a study. We had all these agencies that were nominated for that first study, and we took a look at what how the best operating agencies were doing. And then we created a set of benchmarks called the best practices study uh, that we do every three years. We actually pick a group of agencies, and then we look at them that year. And the next two years to see how their performance looks. And so we've been doing that since 1993, every three years. This year, we had a record number of agencies that were nominated by our, by our carrier partners and our state associations. And for the first time, people were allowed to nominate themselves to participate. We had over 1,800 agencies nominated, and over 800 submitted the intense amount of information that you need to submit to be a part
0: of this program. The industry is changing. And what uh, used to work isn't maybe uh, working as well as it has in the past. So that, I think, has um, opened some, some forward-looking uh, principles' eyes as to, holy cow, you know, if I'm going to continue to be as successful as I have been in the past, I need to see what's going on and, 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 and pick up some pointers from agencies that are, that are seeing the same challenge as I am but might be responding in a different way. So that's one. The second thing on the carrier side is I think, uh, in the same way, the carriers are trying to align themselves with the agencies that they know, the agencies that when they come in and they say, you know, we've done a ton of research and and we need to write a bunch uh, of new business in the following areas and we're looking for agency partners to help us do that, they want those agencies that that listen to those conversations um, intently and then, more importantly, go out and actually... um, uh, operate and, and, and commit to and are successful in getting that business. They work as a true partner with the insurance company.
1: Absolutely. And that's, you know, one of the things that we've created out of this study over the years and it's been very popular is a joint agency company planning tool that's based on these benchmarks. So an agency and a company can sit down and really go through the benchmarks and then want an agency of any size and sort of look at the plan of how you can get to this place by growing the book of business I want you to
0: grow or the book of business that you want to grow for yourself. So, absolutely. Uh, that's an, I, that's a, another thing I wasn't aware of. So is that tool, if an agency wanted to access that tool, do they find that on your, uh, on the Big Eye website or do they have to get that from a participating carrier? Nope. actually it's, it's free on our
1: website. It's under the best the best practices gateway under our resource tab on our website. Um, for all, you find all the other best practices information, but definitely I, I urge people, if you want to sit down with your carriers and really take a look at what you want to do next year, go download that tool.
0: All right, Madeline, give me the, uh, can, do you have the exact address on the top of your head, or do you, wanna, um, you, you, you want to, if you can repeat it, it now, that's great, but we're also going to, uh, our listeners will have that as one of our resources on the sidebar of this podcast. So if you want to see that, um, you can click there, or Madeline, if you know it, you can repeat it right now. You go to independentagent.com and click on the purple
1: resource tab. Just drop right down to best practices, and it'll take you right to every, all of our
0: tools and everything you can see right there. Easy. All right. Ex- excellent. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, so, so so I took a. You you were very kind, and you forwarded me a copy of the of the report. And there's lots and lots of great stuff in there. But I thought sort of we we'd run at a high level. We talk about some of the findings that they came up with, um, and we talk a little bit about each of those findings. So at, at the highest level, um, uh, four different sort of areas were identified as, as um, creating opportunities and challenges for agencies. And why don't you uh, encapsulate those for us? So we're seeing the, the, the growth slow. You know,
1: the, the U.S. economic situation has stalled a little bit. A lot of new businesses aren't starting up. Agencies are consolidating, so everybody's out there fighting for the same piece of pie, right? And we're seeing the workforce get a little bit older. Um, You know, the aging workforce, and we're not bringing up as many new people in the industry as we probably should and not perpetuating agencies as we probably should, as well as some new technologies are out there that are beginning to sort of feel like disruptors or threatening to some agencies, and some agencies are seeing those as
0: opportunities, so that's a good thing as well. Yeah, absolutely. So each of those, while while potentially a threat, it gives it gives the agency that uh, sort of thinking differently an opportunity to really sort of um, differentiate them, themselves, right? Absolutely, well, especially if we look at the you know the slow growth,
1: is that agencies are beginning to become specialized. They're looking at specialty markets as something like I'm going to become an expert in chemicals. I'm going to become an expert in hair salons. And by doing that, by specializing, they're able to sort of sort of change the focus of their agency and begin to grow in a different area.
0: That's a that's a very uh, that's a very great point. I know uh, a couple years back, Reagan actually said that uh, agencies who, who have specialty uh, specialty lines, uh, they at time that, uh, that 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 they go into um, a buyout mode, they get more money for their agencies, and that was. Something that I did a, a blog post on a couple of years back. So when we talk about growth is slowing, um, the report specifically talks a little bit about organic growth. Explain explain to the listeners how you define organic. It's going to be the growth that just comes naturally
1: from business, um, adding to accounts that type of thing. It doesn't. It's that. It's that kind of business. It's not. Um, growth that's generated by
0: acquiring another agency or acquiring a book of business. Exactly. So so that, that what we were just talking about, where you specialize. You can grow if you specialize because there's less wheel spinning. It doesn't take you as a, as a producer as much time to figure out how you write the third roofing account, right? Because you've right. already learned most of the stuff in addition you know what markets like it so you don't spend as much time marketing you've developed the relationship with the underwriter so they uh, have more faith in you that you're going to ab- actually be able to close the business so so that specialization allows you to grow faster because you're targeting business that you've had success with you've created relationships you've created the knowledge and that's what really leads to uh, to growth rather than as you said this acquisition mode which right absolutely yeah so you, I think you hit on some of the reasons that we, that we see organic growth growing uh, slowing down a little bit and, and part of that is the economy but there's a couple other reasons out there
1: well one of the reasons is that you know it's a really crowded marketplace out there right now everybody's driving to write some, to write new business right? They're all looking for the pieces of the pie, but there's only so many pieces of the pie to go around. So you can only grow so much in a marketplace like that. As well as you know, agencies are you know agents are you know sort of just churning the business, but they really can't add that much new business to their existing business. There are only so many personal umbrellas
0: and boat policies to be written out there. Why uh, does does Regan think that consolidation is sort of accelerating and, and at an all time uh, high? Well, for one
1: thing, there's a lot of private equity money out there right now. All of a sudden, insurance has become interesting to that private equity marketplace, so, and that's driving up the the prices. You know, of, you know, record valuations. We're seeing a lot of the you know people say, "Why would I not sell? I, you know, look how much money I can make. You know, I can get out early." And interesting though, what we did see in agency universe study, I'll sort of bring that in, is that these people might be selling their agencies, but they're getting back in business because we're seeing a growth of New startups. So that was I thought that was interesting. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of agencies that, that that they want to be bigger and and if they can't get bigger fast, they go ahead and sell because they realize they're not going to realize that dream because they're getting older. They're not going to get as big as they want to get, and they're going to take their money and go. I, I think that those are some of the reasons. Um, and a lot of people and agency universe again shows this: people are not planning for perpetuation. They wake up one day, and they're 75 years old, and they have their agency, and they haven't thought about what's going to happen to it. There's an offer on the table, and they're going to take it. So those are some of the reasons that people are selling. But, yeah, again,
0: okay. go ahead.
1: I was going to say, we are beginning to see some people realize that, hey, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. And, and we have some agencies that are beginning to turn around and start acquiring agencies. They're going to be the ones to buy
0: them up. They're going to realize that they can get bigger by buying. So. That, that's absolutely correct and I think that there are some uh, some folks that you and I uh, know jointly that that is one of their primary mantras right they are looking to to become regional players by buying a number of agencies and whether that's out in a in a rural marketplace um, where you know there may not be a whole lot of uh, opportunity once you've Fully penetrated a, a, a farm community. If if you pick up a few agencies in other farm communities, I'm more attracted to, to maybe some carriers that you've been looking for. Um, maybe larger businesses will deal with you because you've got the ability to service them in a larger geographic area. There's a huge, huge opportunity for progressive agency owners who want to take their agency to the next step. Right, absolutely, and, and you know, and, and then the if they invested 10 years
1: in in the very successful venture. They don't, you know, they want to see what they can do. So that's a, one of the reasons I think some of them stay in business and, and try to like increase their efficiencies and in, in their producer output and try to grow. So I, I'm I'm hoping and hopeful that we're going to see agencies look more to internal perpetuation and less to selling. That that that, that being a trusted advisor and remaining viable in your community will be remain important to these agencies.
0: Absolutely. We you, we touched on this a little bit previously with the uh, with our discussion of invest, but one of the other um, one of the other big sort of uh, findings was that our, our industry is aging dramatically. Um, talk a little bit about that. Best practices
1: shows that a little bit, maybe just a slightly younger at fifty four, but you know that's that's aging. Now that's not certainly. Hey, I'm going to say I'm older than that. And I'm still a good worker, but you know the agency force is aging and a lot of people will be retiring or looking to sell their business and unfortunately, we're not bringing in a workforce as fast as we would we did in the past. There are a lot of agencies that are, are having a hard time finding producers and when they do find a producer that you know they don't always stay. so that's something we're really beginning to see happen and, and even in these best practices agencies so, you know, they, they, and also, they're not thinking about the, the sort of areas of talent now. These agencies are getting ready to retire, as well as the folks that they've been doing business with are getting ready to retire. So we, we're not seeing succession in, in many industries today. So, you know, I'm a 70-year-old agent who's been dealing with a 70-year-old car dealership owner, and all of a sudden he's going to retire, and maybe he's not going to want to do business with me anymore. So what do I need to do to bring to make my agency more attractive, bring in younger producers that are going to be more attractive to that that
0: aging, um, I mean that younger consumer market? You know, you're you're right, and, and here at Agency Nation we talk um, fairly regularly about the value of the millennial as. An opportunity as a good insurance customer, right? And and the transition of wealth and and home ownership rates and, and 101 reasons why millennials—the fact that they're now moving into positions where they're actually responsible for making decisions regarding business insurance and in the businesses that they run or that they're part of—there's um, huge there's huge opportunities there. But to your point, it's probable that that 70 year old producer isn't going to relate as well. To that millennial as a millennial producer might right and so so that talks to the need in the agency to bring staff in that can kind of relate to those new buyers absolutely you
1: got you've got to have that generational balance in your agency you know if you want to if you want to grow attract new business you got to understand that not everybody's going to be like you right back to our diversity discussion not everybody's gonna be like you so you really need to sort of position your, your employees, your staff to look like the market that you want to serve. And and have it be balanced in a way that it's going to continue to grow. New people are coming in, people are retiring, and you have that steady flow of generationally balanced balanced
0: employees. Correct. And 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 I think one thing that sometimes is is maybe underappreciated a little bit, there's something to be said the agency, the business itself, um, sort of the, the, the tasks and, and the way the work is performed um, that either attracts or repels um, younger workers. I, I'm reminded of a story told by a friend of yours, a friend of mine, uh, Peter Van Artrick, who, who, who told about um, a young man whose father wanted him to join him in the agency. The father was the owner of the agency and uh, one day, you know, the push came to shove, and the dad was trying to muscle the son into, into joining the agency, and and the son kind of lost it, and he said, "Dad, I'm going to be honest. He goes, I don't want to come to work at every day to what seems to me to be an old folks' home." Well, <laughs> okay, uh, well. And I, you know, but there are some agencies like
1: that, but the, these best practices agencies are, be, are are the agencies that see the future and see the way that they need to create a workforce that really does mirror the business that they want to, the people they want to do business with. And I, I think that's one of the reasons they've been so
0: successful, honestly. Having the environment, it's encouraging the culture, right? All of those things tend to attract those young people that you want, that you need to have a vibrant agency, one that you know perpetuates. Right, and and you know what? One thing that I see in in,
1: in other studies, and not so much in this study, but is agencies that have a culture of education and promotion, and in providing a lot of of really good support and mentoring. Those are the ones that are really doing a great job with, with those things that we're talking about, keeping that culture alive and. And making sure that they understand the value of working for an
0: independent business, you know, and what that can mean for your future. Yes. So the final point that the final point that uh, that that the report brought up was, you know, there's a lot of technology competition out there. Um, but my my question is, even with all of that new technology, um, there's still a strong place for these best practices at agents, and, and, and Reagan identified some of these areas, and I was uh, looking for you to sort of elucidate on some of the ways that an agency, the local agency, shows relevance compared to these tech sort of powerhouses.
1: Well, I always go back and, and, and talk about that trusted choice, right? That's the best thing. You're going to provide the advice and, and things that folks need. And where they need it and when they need it. And, you know, I've looked at a lot of those apps, and I'm sure you have too, a lot of the ways you can get a quick quote. I, I think that agency, you know, these agencies differentiate themselves by, if they embrace the technology that makes sense for them, right? They're gonna be using the things that they know that their clients want them to use. And they're gonna keep themselves well informed about the things that are going on out there. And, but they're, but they're also going to keep sort of, I'm not gonna say do business the same way, but, but still provide that level of service And things that differentiate
0: them in the marketplace that That personal yeah that personal touch right I mean because at, at the end of the day what we are really selling no matter how much complexity we couch it in we are selling a promise that we are going to protect you and we will be there should the worst happen absolutely and
1: and there's no app in the world that can provide that to you. <laughs> so, no, and, and that's,
0: that's, that's exact. That's exactly right. At the time of loss, your your uh, mobile phone is a little comfort. Right, that's right. You know, and but I, you know, I
1: I do think, and I think that the these agencies are they're keeping track of those things. They're they're looking at how they might affect their marketplace. But you know, I, I saw some recent studies that said the average size agency and the half million dollar revenue mark, you know over half of them don't feel threatened by that. And that tells me if they don't feel threatened that they see opportunities to, to evolve but to also maintain
0: the, the business that they're writing. So. Yeah, it, it's, a bright, it's a bright future. I mean, I, I don't think you can sort of uh, whistle in the dark past the graveyard sort of a thing, right? you gotta, You got to keep your eyes open because who knows what could change tomorrow. But I, I I refuse to believe that uh, that we have that the death knell is out there and that you know independent agents are gone. No, uh, they're going to have to they're going to have to uh, maintain uh, relationships. They're going to have to adopt new technologies. They're going to have to to make the changes that make sense. That being said, the ones that do have a bright future.
1: Absolutely. You know, I've been here for 20 years, Marty, and from the t- from the day I started, I've been hearing and reading and seeing reports about the demise of the independent agency system, that we're going to be, you know, we've got 10 years left. Look at what happened to the travel agents. We've got 15 years left. Look at what happened to this. Look at, you know, i like, come on. People do, you know, I, I still think that we're dealing with a marketplace that needs professional advice, and, those, you know, there's going to be a group that's going to push a button and, and, you know, get their hot chocolate or pee. People that really need the professional advice and the trusted advice that an independent agent can give them. So i got to tell you, I've been in this business for 40 years. I've been here for 20 years. I don't think we're going to see any major changes. I think people are always going to appreciate the, the service that
0: we offer them. I would agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, as we come to a close, Sort of uh, wrap up the report. What what so what are the sort of summary suggestions that that the report makes, and and how would people, if they want to access this report, how do they find it? Okay, well, sort of like again what we just said. The, the while things are slowing and, and
1: things are changing, and mergers and acquisitions are happening. These agencies are still operating, and they're operating well, and and they're making money, and they're successful. So this in no way was a doomsday report. It certainly was a very bright future. Things are just changing, and this particular study recognizes that we're seeing a subtle shift in all areas. You know, technology is playing a small part in that. Aging workforce is playing a part in that. You know, all those things are playing a part, but, you know, as we see our economy change and begin to grow again, Hopefully, under our new administration, we'll see those things happen, right? We will see that that these agencies and other agencies that want to be like them will continue to be successful. So if you want to find the Best Practices Study, you can go find it two places at independentagent.com. Again, click under the purple button for resources, and you can access our Best Practices area to purchase the report. You can also read the report online. You can't download it at ReaganConsulting.com.
0: Excellent, All right, and we'll have those links uh, for the listeners, both of those links will be uh, with the show notes, so as always uh, Madeline, fantastic to talk to you, Um, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to come out this week and uh, uh, see it out at the uh, Trusted Choice Board meeting, but uh, I'm sure we'll have an opportunity to get together here in the near future. Um, Thank you very much for the hard work you do on behalf of the agents and the insurance companies. in the independent channel, I know that that is uh, a ton of work. You're at sort of one of the uh, key nexus points uh, where all of this stuff comes together, the research, uh, the education, and 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 helping our agencies and carrier partners understand what it takes uh, to, to, to be a winner and to continue our, our domination in this space. So thank you for your hard work. Thank you, Marty. It's great being with you today. All right, thanks. And everybody, uh, as always, we look forward to talking to you again here on Agency Nation Radio. Thank you and have a great day.